When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are joined by Sarah Kustak, Yes Network analyst. Good morning, Sarah. Max, good morning. Thank you guys for having me. Look at this. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and Sarah's going to join us for the rest of the show. She's giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Let's dive right in. Let's dive right in, guys. Take a listen to Jason Tatum after the game last night. All right. Key, Jay, Sarah. This is on whether or not he's happy with the shots he's getting and how confident is he that the team can force a game seven. Oh, not long ago, it looked like they were going to win the whole thing. And now... Here's Jason Tatum. Am I happy with the shots I'm getting? Yeah. I just got to make more of them. I've said it before. We, you better be confident, right? You know, we ain't got to win two in one day. We just got to win one game on Thursday. And we've been in this situation before, so it's not over. We just got to win on Thursday, and that's all we got to worry about right now. Sarah, the last time we had you on, we talked about how Tatum was becoming a superstar right before our eyes. You saw him. Uh, be the best player on the floor in a series against KD, the best player on the floor in a series against Giannis, the best player on the floor in a series against Jimmy Butler. Now he's not even the best player on his own team. Sarah Kustak, what has changed? Max, last time I was here, I let him in the club. I let him in the VIP. I was talking superstar. Yeah. But we all know it's all about consistency. And the stage. And I, I want to give credit to the Golden State Warriors defense because I think that's a big part of it and um, how they've been playing him, the pressure they've been putting on him. But Jason Tatum, is a, we've all watched him throughout the course of his career, and I got to see him up close quite a bit and calling Nets games more so. And to me, it's all about his decision-making and his tempo and pace. And I think what we were so impressed about – early on in this postseason is how he was able to make reads, make reads off of a defense, be more facilitator, not be sped up. And that's changed to me throughout Mm. the course of this finals. And there is a balance when you are the guy of when you're able to make those reads off of blitzes, off of double teams, find your teammates, and also when you need to be aggressive and where he's getting his shots from, figuring out where he's getting his shots from. And that, I think, even just the balance, he talked about it after game four, the balance in his shots, some of those bunnies he's missing, some of those close looks, some of those shots that you need to make, and they need him to make, and they need him to produce. And so I I was surprised to hear that he said he liked the shot selection that he was getting, uh, because to me, there's a lot of looks that either seem rushed or seem forced uh, that I think have added into, it's a possession game. And so the turnovers always are going to be a big factor, but for him more than anything, and I think that plays into his decision-making, his reads on the offensive side. The common everyday person would look at the stat sheet in the morning and say, well, he had 27 and 10, and he was 10 of 20. He shot 50% from the field. But I think what Sarah and 
I know I've said it, Amari, Vince Carter, there's levels to this, right? And one of the things that really bothered me as a fan of Jason Tatum from the time I watched him coming into college at 16 years old, stop looking at the damn refs all the time after every yeah. play. Like, I know that we live in this world now where, you know, you, you can when you go up for a tough shot, you extend your arms out so they can get raked, right? Like the James Harden style of play. Because you yeah. want that call. But, damn, if he were just to power through and play his game and get to the spots in which he wanted to operate, so it would be so different. But there's too much of that going on for me. And it, I think that's that's where it would be. Like he didn't, Sarah, he got taken out of the game without attempting a shot in the first quarter at the six-minute mark. You're like, it's game five of the NBA Finals. Zero field goal attempts. That's what I'm saying. Like, what kind of mindset is that heading into a game? Yeah, and that, that was shot. I kept – Tagging that because Steph, I think to that point, had already had. I was writing three and a half minute mark, whatever. And Steph, I think, had taken two field goal attempts. Why? Because they were smothering their face guarding them. They were all over them. With Tatum, it's like, wait, how are you not finding looks? How are you not generating at least an opportunity uh, to try and create offensively? He came by, I will say, though, as soon as he came back in, there was a couple minutes left in the first. I think he hit his first couple shots on those possessions, and he was able to get going a little in bit. A row, yeah. But but that's the the ebb and flow throughout the course of a game. It's not just about spurts. If you are a superstar, if you are the guy, fourth quarter play. You but isn't that part of the mentality? Isn't that part of the mentality? Like when Jay, when you point out the James Harden, I always felt like you could see the mentality of someone like you know Kobe or MJ. Right? They're not looking for the call. They're looking to to make the shot, and they might get the call right. And Harden gave me the feeling a lot, in especially as the playoffs got more advanced, that he's looking for the call. But also, Max, like... Is that and, what and Tatum's who, doing? Is but, he looking but, to get bailed out? Yeah, that's what we've been yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Uh, so, but but I, I think what Hoopers know is that the way the refs initiate the game... like So from the beginning, like, Emi Yodoka got a technical foul. Like, Jason Tatum got raked a couple times, they didn't call it. They're not calling it. Though. Right. They're not calling. You're not going to get that call. So even more of a reason not to look for the bail. But that, to me, that speaks to the mentality. Are you looking to get bailed out, or are you the bailout? Are you the guy who's going to bail every you know the situation out, right? But but how does this happen when against Giannis, KD, Jimmy Butler, everything? Is it the the stage of the finals? Well, what is it? Sarah spoke to what Golden State is doing, which is a tremendous job on the defensive end. But it also could be the moment could be too big for him. That's what I'm I mean, asking. It, it could yeah. be, it could be such that. Yes, he, when you look at the teams that he went through to, and the players he went through to get there, it's not the finals. And he said, we've been here before. And it, No, you haven't because you haven't been in the finals. Sarah, so is you that, haven't uh, been yeah. in this situation before. But could the moment be too big that – I know he scored 27. He gave you 10 in, in the other games. He, he done well assist-wise and playing defense. But in certain situations, we expect for him to be a different player. But that moment could be too big for him. It, it could be, but also, I mean, when you have 18 turnovers and there's that stat that follows you throughout the playoffs that you're one in seven when you have 16 turnovers or more, you know, when you have 12 turnovers or less, like you have this incredible record. Like it, there were just so many times, Sarah, where I, I watched Marcus Smart literally throw a lob pass in the middle of the third with 22 seconds on the shot clock for a post-up from half court. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? This is the NBA fight. I'm watching Jason Tatum trying to throw like a skip pass with one hand. CJ, I'm like, this but, ain't no pick-up AU but game. But CJ, when I say the moment is too big for you, that's part of it, though. All of a sudden, I feel like I got to do something extra knowing that I shouldn't be throwing a lob pass from half court, but because 
somewhat in a doubt in your mind or the panic sets in, you start doing things uncharacteristic. It, it wasn't, though, only I think we were focusing a lot on the 18 turnovers. The Celtics only had 18 assists, and that's their mm-hmm. low for the postseason. And when you're turning the ball over, you you know this, it, it not just stresses your defense, but then you're 22 points off turnovers for the Warriors. You're taking the ball to the net every time. So then you're you're coming back and playing the Warriors all set up, half-court defense. They're able to t- – in Boston, I remember this in the first round of the Nets series, all Ime was talking about was pushing. Let's push the mm-hmm. tempo, push tempo. the pace, get in transition. And, and that's, to me, where – they're getting sped up in the half court of the shots they're taking and playing against that half court defense of the Warriors it is where they significantly struggle. And you saw that last night. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Now, the Celtics lost a game in which Steph Curry went 0 for 9 from 3. He did not hit a three for the first time in 233 games, highlighting his greatness, but also, damn, Celtics, he went 0 for 9 from three. Here's Steph with Monica McNutt on the streak coming to an end. I have to give you a stat. Don't hold it against me because I'm probably the first person to tell you. So now you didn't hit a three. That's the first time. I know what it is, but I don't know how many games it was. 233. All great things come to an end at some point, but... I'm glad I'm hearing that stat with a smile on my face. Sarah Kustak with us. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio Series, XM Channel 80. So, Sarah, Steph didn't come up big in Game 5. So Buckle what? up, Sarah. He was, he was, you know, he went supernova <laughs> games 1, especially 2, 3, and 4, right? And no one's going to be great every, unless you're Michael Jordan, not going to be great every game, right? That's fine. He sets the culture, the tone. They win even when he doesn't play well, all that. He was going to have his finals MVP moment, his, oh, my God, he's LeBron James. He's better than anyone on the court in this final series. It's never happened before. Steph is the best player in the finals. He wins finals MVP. They win because of him, the whole thing. Sarah, if this gets back to a game seven at Golden State, he can't have a game like he just had, and they lose, right? Like, his whole, is he a top ten player of all time? It would hinge on that, Sarah. Could he afford, could his legacy afford to have a game like he had last night if they lost at home in a game seven? Max, his legacy is not riding on a game seven after all he's done. And by the way, I, I would. When's he ever done that, though? I, w- I would push back mm-hmm. on him. I, I, I need to get your word choice of mm-hmm. how he played in game five. The amount of gravity and attention and everything the Celtics did to try and contain him is what opened up the entire floor, the game, changed the dynamic for everyone on the Warriors. And I was watching Gary Payton the second, watching Jordan Poole, watching obviously Clay coming Clay in up. Clay the third quarter, yeah. The, the big shots he hit, how Draymond looked, especially early. Like, that was because Steph is running a, a 100 miles per hour everywhere and taking all the attention and making the Celtics think on every single... But Sarah, he did that in 2000. Max, can I say something to you real what? quick? I'm just gonna, there, there are some times where Key says stuff, and I'm like, damn, like, I, I don't... I, I, can, I, I grasp it, but I haven't lived it, but like, I have to trust in the fact that he's lived it, right? So Marcus Smart last night, 7-15, had four turnovers, didn't play well. Jalen Brown, 5-18, didn't play as well, right? Um... So one of the things that we haven't talked about this morning is in college at Duke, we used to deny passing lanes. Do you know what that means? 
All right, so that means, like, literally, <laughs> if the ball's at the top of the key, my left hand is out if I'm on the right side, and every time you go back and forth, I'm, ha-ha, ah, no, I'm, I'm not letting the guy at the mm-hmm. top see passing lanes. So in order to get open from that, it requires a lot of movement, a lot of effort. So Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Derek White, those are the primary defenders for Steph last night work. who Derek were denying White, him the ball 24-7. The entire, so the amount of gravity and attention and energy it took for those guys to do that – there's a big part of that equates into that taking your legs away on the offensive end to you make poor decisions. I have no problem with and, Steph and last night. Wait a minute. I have no problem with Steph last night, and they won. But yeah, and also, but, but in you're setting it. But no, you, this is you're what I'm setting saying. it up like you just said. If he has this in type of 2015, see, everyone's nervous. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> nervous. nervous. Everyone's nervous about what the story. truth might be. I'm just setting up the drama. I'm saying, hey, this would be, and then we would get an answer, good or bad. In 2015, they did the same thing with Steph, and he made all the right. In the NBA he made all the right decisions, and they wound up winning. But they only wound up winning because LeBron's two best teammates got hurt, or else they'd have lost. They went six games. Toronto only wound up winning their first championship. Agreed. 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 I always let you go without interrupting you at all until you start saying something that doesn't make sense. You can't say but. Of course you can. No, you can't because it's part of the game. If you want to say that Steph had was having a really good finals against the Raptors and they'd have won, if not for the injuries to KD and Clay, I totally agree. That's clearly what would have happened. Steph was playing very well, but he, when you have KD and Clay and everybody, then of course you can play well. What we haven't seen from Steph, and this is not an argument about his greatness. It's an argument about his top 10 all-time greatness. What we haven't seen from him is he doesn't have KD on the team. It's a 50-50 type series. You might win, you might lose. They're paying a lot of defensive attention to you, and you play your best when they need it most. Wasn't 15, wasn't 16, 17 and 18 was, was KD. This is his chance to show that now. He has been showing it so far. Game I'm, four. I, no doubt. Game Sarah, four. I'm with it. I'm with it. He's the MVP <laughs> right now. If it ended right now, he see, proved Ma- all Max those is things. Continue to to, Ma- Max is going to continue to move the goalposts. No, no. I'd like game to get to the end of this point. Game four wasn't good enough. Game four wasn't Everyone's good scared of this point, man, because you don't want it to be true. I, I mean, either. I want him to succeed, but, but what, I'm not afraid to ask that, the question. What is it that we don't want to be true? If there's a game seven and it looks like last night, but they lose, that is a disaster for Steph. You none of no one's going to co-sign that. It's so clearly true. The only reason you wouldn't co-sign is no, you're no, afraid no. it might happen, and you don't want that no, to be no, true. No, 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 no. I think, uh, and I would love for Sarah so to answer this question, but I, I, I would say it would be a disaster for him game seven, but I don't think it would affect him being top ten when it's all what? said and done. Coach, of course it would. But, Coach, no, see, see, I, I don't process, want it to happen. I want it to succeed. It's an entire body of work, Max. I, I process... I process sports way differently then because the fact that what Sarah was talking about, him moving all over, running all over, them chasing him and everybody else, that's part of the game. He contributed because of that. They won, and those other guys got off because of that. I'm not arguing game five. I understand that. But if the same thing happened in game seven. And his teammates didn't come through. And his teammates didn't come through. How are you going to blame Steph? Well, he's not the first player to draw a lot of defensive attention. Like, you know. Magic Johnson did. Larry no, Bird did. He's the Michael first, Jordan he, did. Right? The, no, 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 no. Very, very different. Why? Because they're taller than do you, him. Do you know how? Do you know how many? No, do you know how much? How many miles Steph runs per game? I'm sure it's a lot. Over three and a half miles per game. You try chase. That's different than Michael Jordan being at the pinch post in an isolated spot. 
Those are you're talking about isolation players. But I'm talking about a player that moves around constantly in continuity. You're offense. describing what I hear when I bring this up is people describing how difficult it is. You know what? It was very difficult for LeBron to lead him back down three one against the death lineup. You know, it was very difficult for Muhammad Ali to beat George Foreman yeah, five to one underdog. It's LeBron, very difficult for the greatest of all time look, look, to have their great clutch look, moments. Look, you're talking about LeBron, damn James, man. Yeah, that's the best player to ever that's play the game of basketball. That's a level. Oh, oh, because I thought we're talking about Steph's top we ten. Didn't say, but we top didn't 10. say top two. We okay. didn't say top two. Oh, all right, Brian, Magic man. Johnson. Magic Johnson had the cap. He had he had. But when James the cap Worthy. went down as a rookie, he jumped at center, gave him forty-two, fifteen, and seven. How win. how different would you feel if the numbers of Steph from last night, field goal two two pointers as opposed to three, if he went three of nine from three? Would that make you feel like he had a significantly different game? Once again, I don't feel that he can be blamed for a game five where he was so – without him, the series is over. It never gets to a game five. He's been amazing so far. That's why I'm saying I understand the point, the gravity, the whole thing. I'm saying if he has that if kind of game it. in a game seven at home and they lose, the fact that none of you, all of you are like shy to no, say the which is that would be bad. Would you can't be really say would, wouldn't that – oh, oh, oh. Okay, I, okay. But, but, I'm just want to make – I don't sure think it, it would it wouldn't affect – it would not impact to me his legacy. But so it, there's a difference between it would it would be bad, it would be disappointing, it would you could go on of this season and this finals. To me, it does not impact what we look at is his legacy. Sarah, I think the is legacy is a moving ongoing. right. It's a moving target. So it, it's I'm not saying that it would he would now be bad. You know, now he's no good. What I'm saying is compared to what would otherwise be if he hits the shot, if he wins the game, which it's elevates him, story. it will not be the same. It will be a difference. Max, we'll view, if Reggie Jackson doesn't hit the three, he hit almost 600 home runs. If he doesn't hit the three in game six of the World Series in 77, we don't think of him the same way. Like, it added to it. It's not that he would be not great without it, but with it, it elevates I, I his greatness. I don't think anybody is even thinking about it that way, to be honest with you, except for you, Max. You're like the only one really driving. Yeah, maybe it's in this room for it, sure. It, it, yeah, you're <laughs> the only one driving it because anybody that comes on that, not that you don't, but you don't, have this NBA experience. Yeah, yeah. They say totally opposite of you. But when they tell this story eventually, whether believe me, the stuff I'm saying now will be in the sound you hear leading up to the the narrative will be me saying this stuff. Why is that? Because Because it's not true? No, it's because I'm telling you the truth. No, because it's sexy. And it's a storyline. It's polarizing. And 250-pound guy fell on his ankle. Yes. And he came back and gave you 43. 43. And game <laughs> seven is in Golden State. And Stephen A. is screaming and hollering at the yeah. top of his lungs. And Jalen Rose is disagreeing with him. Yeah. And whoever's calling the oh, game is saying it, what they say. That's your side of the world. We yeah. don't live in that side of the world. But you do, because no, when you don't. watch the no, doc, when you watch no, the 30 for 30, and it's all set up, and Steph comes up big at home in the fourth oh, quarter God. of Game 7 and flips the 2016 script, you'll be feeling it the same as everyone else, because you're fans of sports. No. Sarah? I, it just continues to elevate what we think of him. Like, right? to me, the, mo- the, the, well, the significant moment you're talking about, to me, I'm, I'm still looking back at the 43 points in Game 4, a do-or-die situation for the Warriors of what he did. It's not just about the, the negative or some of the, the areas in which he may fall back, but, but we're also projecting on a Game 7 of if it even goes. And there is so much assumption that goes into that. No, they might win in Game 6, and it might be because I'm, of Steph. I'm going to say something that's going to be very, very controversial. Uh-oh. Max is one oh. of the smartest guys 
Yes. Well, that's uncontroversial. New York City hustler. Uncontroversial. Slick, quick-witted. But sometimes I think where I lose him at, at this juncture is I don't think Max has had the experience of being his height, playing against the caliber of athletes, and, and seeing it and having a chance to experience how difficult that is. Like when you're on the outside looking in, you can make the assessment by saying, well, you need these moments to have and it's not going to go to top 10. I'm like, all right, I played against Michael. That dude, 6'6", who still at 40, had a 40-inch vertical. Like LeBron is 6'9". Magic over here is 6'8". Shaq, I played against him. He's 7 feet tall, 360. He ain't nobody stopping that. Like you go to Steph at being 6'2", to do what he's doing at the level he's doing at, I think he kind of – he doesn't don't do appreciate it. Doesn't, you, I, I don't think you do. You, I don't I think, think you, you do as done. much. I, I will say this getting a – that I'm so grateful for opportunity 82 times at least a year to sit sit right on the court and watch these individuals. And I think you watch on television and you get numb to what they are doing, the, the level of physical talent, the mental fortitude it takes. And when you see Steph, he is a different beast. Like, he is a different beast, one-on-one. His size, how he moves. We're talking about how much he runs. And so what he's able to do, to me, watching him, even in, in game five last night, of the numbers not really jumping off the page, I'm wowed. I'm still wowed at him because the Warriors never would have won. For as, as much as we can talk about, we haven't even brought up Andrew Wiggins and some of the other aspects of it. Steph is just out of this world in how he's able to still be effective regardless of circumstances. I want, I, hey, Jay, I want to respond yeah. to what you said. One and Sarah, I, Sarah I, I really do actually appreciate the point you're making, which is the awe, the appreciation, especially, Jay, if you've been through it. Sarah, if you've played the game at a certain level, the, like, the amazement at what he's doing at his size. I'll tell you in boxing, there are weight divisions, right? And mm. when you see a little guy move up in weight, and beat a guy in a bigger weight class or even lose in a tough fight, but he moved way up in weight, you're like, pound for pound, that dude is better than the big guy. I'm not, but here's the thing about all sports other than boxing. Ain't no pound for pound. Like, when you're comparing players, if you want to argue inch for inch, Steph is the greatest player ever. I can't argue against that. But the fact is, he is competing against the trees. That's who he's being measured against. But that is pound for pound. And that's subjective at the end of the day because you're comparing who is pound for pound the best to do it. That's top 10 of all time, Max. Well, top 10 of all time is not pound for pound because you're comparing the players directly. Like, Steph Steph may get extra credit in the awe factor for being able to do it against 6'6 and 7-footers, right? But in the effectiveness factor, you have to factor in the fact, well, he's not quite as effective as MJ, but he's three inches shorter. But that's to MJ. Shaq is 7'1". That helps Shaq. I was going to say, does it work reverse-wise for Shaq then? Because he was 350 pounds? It helps him. It helped him. So yes. shouldn't it elevate if you're smaller, if you're not even it close elevates, to the- It elevates the level of impressed that you may be, the level of awe and appreciation. But in terms of who's the greater player, no. Size, size, size helps you in the, in the NFL. If you're a big old left tackle, guess see, what? It helps you. I'd be curious you. to see who you draft if we were to draft out of the top 10 to start your own team. Hmm. That's interesting. Can't you tell? He looks like an owner. game six of the nba finals in boston is the hot ticket brought to you by vivid seats where you earn rewards with extra with extra purpose no purchase ever with Mm. every purchase in english that's what i'm trying to say vivid seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets vivid seats life happens live all right it's been two months since one nba superstar has picked up a basketball and sarah kustak will tell you why that is a major red flag 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. We are joined by Sarah Kustak here in the 9 o'clock hour, hanging out with us all hour. While hanging out with Nuke Squad, a gaming YouTube channel. Did what I just say make sense, Jay? Yes. Does it have anything to do with the NFT or the metaverse? No, that's okay. YouTube. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Gaming, a uh, $30 gaming. billion dollar industry, by the mm. way, in case you want to. Are those real dollars? Or is that in virtual dollars? Is no, those real are real dollars. Well, anyway, to the market right now, it's not great. But yeah, yeah, we yeah. Well, later. we may be in a bear market. What is the market doing for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Davis revealed he hasn't shot a basketball in over two months. Quote, I haven't shot a basketball since maybe April 5th. Probably like April 5th. And quote, in a previous interview, A.D., can be seen being transparent about how he approaches the offseason. Not shooting since the season ended falls right in his usual timeline. Take a listen to what Amari Stoudemire said to us yesterday about AD's comments. I don't like the way that sounds. See? What what usual? What do you mean usual? Thank you. You You need to do more than usual. Yes. Because you want to win a championship. The Lakers are the franchise you want to stick with. You want to win a championship. You got to go outside of your normal workout routine. You, you was injured all year. You know what I'm saying? You got to do a lot more than what you've been used to doing. Do you think he loves the game? I don't know if he does. I don't know if he does. Because if you do, you would definitely be doing something outside of your usual workout regimen. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Mm-hmm. Amari is speaking facts. Mm-hmm. He's my guy. But when I heard this from Anthony Davis, it hurt my heart. And I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I thought I misread it. I thought that <laughs> I, I thought maybe, you know, we get caught in a time warp. And I was like, is it still the end of April or May? Like, what, what month are we in now? This is wild to me. To, I don't go. I'm washed up. I'm old. Like, I can't play anymore. I don't. I barely go two weeks without picking up basketball. And this isn't. If it was, I'm trying to get whatever he's doing for his body. I haven't gotten a run in. I haven't played five on five. I haven't. There's variance to it. You haven't picked, you haven't touched a ball. Like, you don't have a ball in your room that you just sit and, and shoot with. Like, I, and middle uh, of his prime. And, yeah. and the thing that Amari said, which is the most important point, 
things have not necessarily gone to the you, you have not hit the highest of your potential each and every year, whether it's it's dealing with injuries, whether it's what you're doing with your body, where your game is at. The way last season ended, I, I, I think about the the hunger you would have watching playoffs, watching the postseason, thinking about you could be out there. Uh, it, it's it's shocking to me. And I think for someone who, you know, I, I'm, I'm Chicago. He's Chicago. I love him. But I feel like if something doesn't change, then it's just going to keep going in the manner that it's going. And he's got so, so much more potential to reach. Could it be, though, that his he's trying to take care of his body opposed to playing basketball, though? Like, like not getting on the court, training, <laughs> lifting weights, healing whatever off-season surgeries he may have had that we don't know about, opposed to actually getting on the court and running up. Because to me, when he's healthy, he's pretty good on the court when he's healthy. Absolutely. So health is his issue more so than fine-tuning his skill set. So what I would question you then, if, if he's not consistently been healthy and this is consistently his routine – then what does that tell you? But Maybe consistently you his up. routine on picking up the basketball, I think, yeah. not his routine on training it. Now, I would say hopefully he's, as a Laker fan, and the only real true Laker fan in this building right now, oh, okay. is that mm-hmm. I would hope that he is working on his conditioning, his stamina, lifting weights, getting stronger, maybe getting some some triceps going and some biceps because right now he looks like a long carrot stick in his arms <laughs> where all of a sudden we see some definition in his body. That's what I would hope he's doing because I'm not worried about not shooting basketball. He should be able to shoot a basketball in the dark. But it's that's about what, what he it, does but about, for a it's living. about what it represents, that's, I think. And right? that's if twofold. Like, don't you just – don't you miss – Jay, uh, how often do you shoot? Every day, every other day. I mean, you just want to – it's just a part of you when it's in you. And so I think that, to your point, Max, like – don't you miss just picking up a basketball and shooting? And and that's where I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I see playing football, though, Sarah, right? You would think I would be catching a bunch of footballs all the time. Well, that wasn't the case. My routine was <laughs> football acclimated things, meaning like the cones, the ladders, doing things with footwork, stuff like that. I probably didn't throw or catch a football until we got to I think camp. football's different that way. No, I way, understand, though, I understand you know? that. No, I, just like I get the nature that. of basketball, dribbling a ball, holding but a ball. I also, you see hoopers just live with it, basically. I, no, I played younger, too. So, of course, walking to school, you just bounce the ball up, and that was just part of the routine. But I think because of his injury history, his focus is on his health more so than shooting because I think he feels like he I, may be able to do can that. Can I say something real quick? I know, I know we're going to go to break in a second. The lack of awareness, because as a basketball player, even if I hadn't touched the ball in two months, I'm never saying that publicly. Ever. Ever, because every other hooper is going to challenge you already for a questionable pass. So, like, the awareness around it, and when I see Giannis, Sarah, when I see the transformation of his body over time. Look at how he he came in the league versus now. You're looking at that saying, I need more durability. Steph. Like... Look at Steph. Oh, hopefully he's, look in, out, the, look hopefully out, he's look, in the gym. Look at Steph when he came in the league. Look now, you see, with a shirt on, you could see he's brolic, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's he worked not, on But that it. has nothing to do with him 
picking up a basketball. He's lifting weights. I would. I, I'm guessing that Steph lives with the basketball. No, no, no. By the way, his body. The, the two go hand in hand because you never just lift weights without shooting the basketball. Especially for a guy who loves to shoot the ball, because the first thing any hooper knows is after you lift, you got to shoot that joint out. Yep. You got to go to the gym and say, I don't hey, know if man, you ever lifted. So aggressive. I know. I'm, I know. I'm getting passionate. But you go to the gym, you rack it up. Then you go, you go into the court, and you're like, all right, now I, I, my shot's not going to be normal because I've been lifting weights. You don't go two months with lifting weights and then not touching the ball. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a part of, though, just like, like the, the habits that you create and being tired or lifting well, weights and what your shot looks like. Even the, the skill work. Like be, you're talking about cones and being in the gym. And thing. Yeah. For for the, for how you would compare that to football, to me that's basketball. Yeah, no, I just get out there and, and dribble full court. Do some yeah. like there. There's so many aspects of that that it's again. Yeah, like just. Well, he okay, is in, but don't he say is it out loud. Yeah, don't don't admit it. Different don't. strokes for different He's folks. In LA, but, sure. but but yeah. Sarah and Jay, you clearly both have a hard time understanding how someone could love the I game just, on the level that you're used to seeing at that level. And not touch a basketball. I have for a two stat months. that will sway you over to my side, Max. I'm not. I'm not. No, not he's on with you. Side. He's I, with I, you. I, I, I'm, I'm listening to further cement your point. You've gotten up more shots in the last two months <laughs> than <laughs> Anthony Davis. By the way, I haven't touched a ball in 20 years. You've gotten up more is there, shots. Is there tape for the two-on-two game? It's somewhere out here. Yeah, you don't need to see yeah. it. I didn't know if Max got any shots. Did you shoot no, the free oh, no, throws? No, no, no. Not I shot. I shot a free throw jump shot that looked like I had a physical issue controlling my body. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things you've ever seen in your life. And let alone he had on jeans. And the he had jeans, on jeans. The jeans alone. You had to see, like, when I saw it, I was like, what am I doing with my, where's this hand going? And why is this hand kind of like spazzing out? It was really one of, but I literally hadn't shot at all in, like, over two 10 months. years. Over, no, forget about two months. Oh, over okay. 10 years. The, the, the G, car right you can hear the Key saying in the background, which kills me, Jay, look, the genes alone, Jay. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> he was right. It was disqualifying. All right. A former number one overall to the star of the NBA Finals. That's next ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. So Sarah's now seen the, fr- the, the free throw jump shot, and she can't talk because she's laughing so hard. I can't. Well, that's how it Max, is. Got, uh, if I cared about what other people thought, I would be embarrassed. 
I, you know what? I respect you for allowing this to be on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. Well, or he, he didn't have really a allow chance. It. Yeah. He didn't allow it. Or I mean, for even choice. Go, he didn't but, have a but choice. Listen, there was a good chance. I understood it that it was like going to look something like that. Yes. It looks like the hoop is on the left side of your body. But also, right? look at what my left hand is even doing. My, look at what your my left guy hand is trying it's to like, block your own shot. Yeah, but it's also. And then it's also over here. But look what happens afterwards. It's like spazzing out on the left. It's not good. So, Sarah, he was talking before, and he was like, I'm going to close my eyes and I'll make the shot. I did close my eyes. Hear me yell, keep your eyes open. Please. You also didn't even really bend your knees, and your no. feet are right next right to each next other. to each other. And not only that, but I jumped. And on top of that, if <laughs> it just jumped. looks like a very old man who'd never touched a basketball before. It's almost you look, you look the like reality. an owner. Yeah, you look like an owner of yeah. a professional team. It's true. With the you know the shirt, the tie. I'm just gonna stop by and see how my players are doing. So the best the day of the game, right? We come in and we're doing the show, and I'm like, Max was going. He's like, man, my arm. Army's just so so sore. I was like, what did you do? He's like, oh, I got up a lot of free throws yesterday. I'm like, I think you're the first dude. His arm is sore from free throws. And not only, not just my arm, that wasn't the funny part. Every part of my body was sore. I, I, Sarah, I, I texted Jay. Jay, I got oh. up 200 shots and, oh, and I hit easily 12 or 15% of them. Maybe I'm short selling myself. It may have been like 18%, 20%. I think you're overselling watching this video. <laughs> no, I got, I got about, I would I say. I can understand why you're sore looking at yeah. It, yeah, yeah. The, the form of your shot. How many, yeah. how many hundreds of thousands watched that video, Jay? I, I don't know. It was. Something crazy, right? Over 560. Over half a million people. people yeah. Over however, however, there's under 500 likes. So I don't think people were Ooh. that into it. All right. So this, this is the text he sends me, Sarah. Ready? Tell me, this is where you know it's not basketball lingo. You ready for Max? FT champ. I'm like, oh, okay. Free throw champ. Hit easily 12 out of 15. That's what I thought it says. I, and I, because look it's at my 12 dash 15. No, he said hit easily 12 dash 15% of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not 12 out of 15, 12 to 15%. Do you understand if you sh- shoot <laughs> like, 200 wait, free throws and you maybe I hit 35? I don't know what the exact numbers. Do you know how many times you see yourself miss? <laughs> 12 would be you made 24. I was so sore. My, my quads were sore. My feet were sore. <laughs> Everything was sore. 12 to 15%. And yet, if you think that would shame me into not criticizing the greatest shooter who ever lived, you'd be sadly mistaken. (laughs) You were so proud of 12 to 15%. That's a lie. I ate 35 (laughs) times it went in. What are you focusing on the negative? I focus on the positive. Keyshawn, Jay Whip, and Max. I've had Jägermeister one time in my life. The deer. It was great because I did it. I shot a commercial for it, so it was great. I went over to Prague. We did the whole deal. Part of my deal was I got all this Jaeger. It might have been a couple hundred bucks. Oh, oh, that, Jaeger. That licorice taste, like oh, that post licorice. And they gave me this machine, and you pour it. Was, Jaeger uh, machine. One of my good friends, I gave it to him and his family. And they used it for their son's bar mitzvah. Eager at the bar mitzvah. Huh? Yeah, it was high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bar mitzvah music. Are you a Are you a Jaeger bomb kind of lady? No. No. Have no. you ever had a Jaeger bomb experience? I don't think I ever. I mean, maybe in college I was forced, See? but no, that's oh, not my thing. Co- it's, it's, college. College. it's college. Look at Sarah. She's still fit. You don't get that way by drinking Jaeger. Yeah, I don't. That does not appeal. Sarah to me. likes red wine. 
I, I go red wine tequila. Occasionally. But when I do. Occasionally. But if you if if I was having a a beverage, an adult beverage, those would be my two Tequila soda? Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> How often are we having adult beverages? That's yeah, the question. Of course, she, you can look at her and tell tequila, red wine. Very sophisticated. Ah, Let me ask you yeah. a question. Sophisticated. We have kids, do we not have kids? Different yes. rates. Kids, how often do you have adult beverages? Yeah. Uh, you know, weekends. <laughs> <laughs> every time you maybe go to end sleep, of the day, kids, maybe every, every day, time the end you, of the day. Hey, kids! Every time you go to sleep or close your eyes, like even if you blink, there's something being imbibed. I know JJ Reddick's over here too. I know he has wine daily. I know he's a wine connoisseur. Mm. See, the problem is when I walk in your. The problem is when I walk in your house and there's a lot of bottle caps that's kind of open. That's when I worry. It's just like you got too many bottles open here. He's checking me. in the garbage. Like, Daddy, why are you always carrying around a red glass of wine? Like, you start like, to order them. You, always, you start to order cases, like the people, right? Yeah. The people walk around the neighborhood with the with the cups. With the, yeah. Act like they really going on a walk with you know the kids. Like, no, you're drinking. <laughs> no, you smell go. like any. Oh my God, man, it was so funny. <laughs> I remember this. The, the people lived across the street from from us years ago when I first bought my mom her house. And, you know, neighborhood, they could walk around, look at all the new houses being built, the husband and the wife. And one day I happened to just come out the driveway to get ready to get in my car, and they walked up on me. And at first I'm thinking, oh, they're drinking water. But like you said, Jay, once he got the talking oh. to me, oh, I was like, yeah, I know what that is. That's some straight vodka. Oh. <laughs> no, the vodka is it's what they drink when they don't want you to smell it. It's the rest of the stuff. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sarah Kustak with us. <laughs> when you go back to radio voice. I had to reset. <laughs> I had to reset. Uh, so Steph was asked by Monica McNutt following the game about Andrew Wiggins, who, look, he needed some help, and Wiggins stepped up big time. 26 points, 13 boards, played defense, had some steals, had some everything. Had some everything. Listen to Steph on Wiggins. He has a very uh, defined role in terms of how he can impact the game. He's an unbelievable athlete, but within our offense, he knows he's going to get some looks. He can be aggressive driving, hitting open, you know, taking open looks. And then on defense, he's found an identity in terms of great one-on-one defense, rebounding the basketball, a competitive spirit that I don't think he knew he had in him, you know, coming into the league uh, throughout his career. Sarah, what do you think about Wiggins' role on the Warriors right now? Are they going to need another performance like that to close this thing out? I don't know if they need it to be at that level. You ideally would want that. I was so impressed, not just him, but the entirety of the team, some of the others other than Steph, early on, how they set the tone. And to me, Wiggins was the biggest part of that. Defensively, you start on that end. And just getting into guy, making Boston feel him and them. Um, but offensively, what's most impressive to me, you think about him being so freakishly athletic, he wasn't getting sped up at all offensively. Getting to his spots, he was working the mid-range game early. And then towards the end of the game, the aggressiveness on the attack, uh, when Boston, it, it felt like they they had some runs. They obviously had some of their moments where they were shoring things up. And Wiggins, time and time again, 
was just able to use his the ability to cover ground, the ability to use his touch around the basket, and then defensively. The fourth quarter, I'm taking notes, and every time I'm Wiggins defense, Wiggins stops staying in front, how he's communicating, and. Overall, I just think he had such a steady, consistent composure. And to Steph's point, I think any successful team, and Jay, you all know this, when guys know their roles, when guys, and I would and I would trickle that down to to Jordan Poole's notes, Gary Payton uh, the second knows everyone understands exactly what is expected of them. And watching Wiggins do that to the highest level and, and to the potential that he has. Uh, that's special. That's special. And especially to watch his development where he was at last year, the last few years, uh, he, he was just different. And that was a major factor. And I think will be if they're going to walk away with a win. I think a big shout out to Bob Myers for putting this whole team together, the way he was able to pull off that trade with D'Angelo Russell and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Sarah, that goes back even to the Nets when KD yeah. wanted to do that sign and trade. Yep. Well, one actually to go to the Nets, but they forced, ended up talking him into doing a sign and a trade in which they got D'Lo to Golden State to use him with Minnesota. But I'm just glad that this whole narrative that sometimes fans put on athletes that, oh, well, he's non-competitive. And I'm not saying that every athlete is not. Right, because different strokes are different folks, but a lot of times the culture that you get a chance to be raised in professional sports matters. Right, you can have something, but if front office and you don't have the right teammates to help cultivate that, goes a long way. And we finally see Andrew Wiggins in a good culture, a culture that's conducive to him playing that way, utilizing his length, athleticism, defensively, and taking the shots given to him. He's not going to be your number one option. It doesn't mean he can't be a huge part of a championship. Do you team. think he goes two months without touching a basketball? No, I no. don't think no. he goes two months without touching a basketball. No. But he also isn't often injured like AD. So, come on, man, he, lighten up on my Laker. He is, by the way, Wiggins, too, for that role on it, he's a lot. He's like extra for the role he plays on the team. You have an athlete that good who has his level of skill on both ends of the floor. That's a whole lot of... And Brian Windhorst brought up, like, the Warriors not only have a great GM, not only have a foundational piece in Steph Curry and a team player and a great culture, they're willing to spend to keep these guys together. I mean, it's the whole package, that organization. They got it all. Yeah, and we talk championship pedigree, but there's new additions to that that have fit in so well. Wait wait for a couple years to see where Kaminga is, where where Kaminga is. They got got Kaminga off that deal with Minnesota. And they drafted James Wiseman. They got Gary Payton from the G League, Jordan Poole with the 28th pick in the draft. And they put this whole team together. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Sarah, thank you for hanging out. Ah, thanks that for was having a lot me. of fun. This is blast. We'll see what Max says about Steph Curry after game nine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.